Welcome to Everyday Perspectives, a sacred space where I share an energetic approach to very human experiences. I'm Erin Panzarella, and I've been on an active spiritual journey since hitting an intense rock bottom 10 years ago. On this podcast, I share insights and modalities that help me shift from a victim mindset into co-creation with the universe. I connect to my channeling gifts and the Akashic Records to accept, heal, and shift everyday perspectives. If you are ready to step into your power and learn tools that can change your life, you are in the right place. I'm so grateful you found your way here. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to season two of Everyday Perspectives. (laughs) I am really excited that we are kicking off today. Because this means that we are going to be consistently putting out episodes for the foreseeable future. It has been a while since I've had a constant routine or constant output of the podcast. And I am so excited that that time is finally here. There has been so much going on in my life since the last episode and I wanted to unpack just what has been coming up for me lately but before we do that if you're new here we always open up the space with connecting to my guides and tuning into the body if you have been here before welcome back I'm so glad that you have been listening and that you're back here with me for this new season So if it is available to you, if you want to close down the eyes, tune into the body, tune into the breath. Watching and noticing whatever is coming up for you in this moment. Noticing If there's any thoughts, sensations, feelings in the body, feelings in the mind, feelings in the heart, just letting them be. To cleanse the space, cleanse the energy, we'll take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. We'll do the first one together and you can do the other two at your own pace. Breathing in through the nose. Holding at the top. And letting it out the mouth. (sighs) Two more times at your own pace. Keeping the eyes closed while I open up the space. Masters, teachers, loved ones, guardians of light, I ask you to come through with whatever messages want to come through today. I am so grateful to you and for your messages. I ask that anything that comes through comes through kindly, clearly, 
and in highest good of all who are listening. I thank you for your guidance. I thank you for your wisdom. I am open, I am willing, and I am grateful. Opening up the eyes whenever you feel called to. Meeting yourself back into the space. I have had so much coming up for me since transitioning out of my full-time job. My last day was on March 4th, so this is the first episode that I'm releasing since that happened, and I wanted to unpack just some of the limiting beliefs that have been coming up, some of the thoughts that have been swirling around, and just a lot of the insights that I've noticed since then. These are more geared towards life lessons, not necessarily business but I think that the two go hand in hand entirely I didn't really think it was going to be a simple cutting off of my nine-to-five job and it hasn't been (laughs) I didn't have this idea that it was going to be really easy I knew that there was going to be some transition time to get adjusted and I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself in different ways to adhere to a similar schedule, adhere to a nine to five for my own business, which completely defeats the purpose, (laughs) I think, because as a manifesting generator in human design and just as a multifaceted human and just the way that my energy works, I work better in spurts. I work better when inspiration comes to me and I'm letting myself flow through it. Um, my strategy as a manifesting generator is to respond. And that, I think, is really, really key in recognizing that a lot of what my work is related to is also responding and it can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking that I need to initiate everything as a business owner and there are some things that I need to initiate myself of course and I think that becoming real with the fact that in a nine-to-five if you have a slack day or if you're not doing much you still get the same paycheck every two weeks or every week but when you're a business owner if you do not show up you don't get paid (laughs) and part of me has attached to this idea that it is really hard to make money part of me has attached to this idea that I need to work like I'm in a nine-to-five with my full-time business that I need to treat it like a full-time nine-to-five in order to be successful and in that I have been keeping busy but not being efficient and effective I think with the work that I've been doing 
And this is not to beat myself up in any way, shape, or form. Because it does take some timing to figure it out. But I think that I've been so afraid to show up that I haven't been showing up. There is this conditioning that thinks that everything that I do now is tied to me making money. And I can see how people lose their passion for what they love when they start building a business around it. And I think that I even took on some of those beliefs that now that I'm doing what I'm passionate about as a job, some of the passion is going to dwindle. And then I get fearful because I'm like, oh my God, but I love helping other people. I love doing this. I love creating content. I love writing. I love blah, 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 blah. And then I get so fixated on that I'm going to lose the love for it. And then I've been showing up less. This is something I'm working through. But I find it really fascinating to be able to observe it. And also to see where I'm holding on to the old stories. That my business needs to look a certain way. Or that I need to show up in a certain way. Be seen in a certain way. In order to be successful. And I think that this is the biggest thing, idea, limiting belief that I'm working through. That me being who I am, me showing up as I am, is not enough. I think that I've been getting a little lost in thinking that if I show up, exactly as I am in the way that I want to I'm not going to sell anything there's also this feeling of shame that comes around selling my service and I wouldn't have taken the leap of quitting my 9 to 5 job if I didn't know This was my purpose. But it is still something that is recurring, that comes up. And I kind of want to acknowledge it. Because if you don't acknowledge what is coming through, it's going to repeat itself over and over again. This is one of the reasons why I'm so interested in hypnotherapy which is another modality that I am currently being certified in because it gets to the root the subconscious root when you're in that deep theta healing to help rewire these beliefs and a lot of the work that I do is focused on meeting you in the subconscious but I am excited to dig deeper In this new modality. Because I do see how needed it is. But 
as someone who is a multi-passionate, someone who is certified in countless number of things at this point, I think I've had this idea that I need to know more. I need to continue to learn more because I do not think I'm an expert. And this is also a limiting belief that number one, you need to be like the expert expert in something in order to be of service. But also number two, to think that you don't already know what you need to know in order to be successful. I have been on this self-healing spiritual journey actively for 10 years. And I know many people in this space that have been in it for less and doing very, very well. And this is not to downplay anything. This is not to keep score or to compare journeys. It's not to make myself feel badly for where I'm at when other people who have been doing this for less time are doing more successful things on the surface. But it is just an acknowledgement that a lot of the times it's not what we know that or what we don't know that holds us back. It's what we think we know. It's these belief systems that have convinced us that we are not enough as we are in this moment. And I'm still unraveling that. And in unraveling that, I've noticed through self-reflection and reflection with a dear friend, Jess, who I mention a ton on this podcast. We also have a podcast together. I'm definitely going to have her back because we both have definitely seen how much she has grown and changed in her life since our last episode. She was my first guest ever, so you can go look at that. But both of us have kind of been reflecting and noticing that... Even in this healing space, or especially in this healing space, there is a attachment to the wounding. An attachment to the healing so far to the point where we don't allow ourselves to heal. We'll attach to the process of healing so much that we lose sight that we forget that things are meant to be moved through not fixated on and I notice this even just in my own journey well especially in my own journey that I will still bring up my past not as a storyteller but as a justification for me to stay small. I think that it's extremely important to share your story. That's why I have a podcast. That's why I do what I do. I am all about storytelling. But I have noticed 
that I feel more comfortable sharing my story of where I was as a justification of, as a justification of not being further along. That's not really the best way to put it, but it is to say that there is some mindsets that I still have thinking that because I've been through so much in my life, it makes sense that I'm not further. It makes sense that I had been held back because of hardship. I attach to certain aspects of my story instead of letting myself move through them and move on. And as I unpack my gifts, as I unpack more, as I now am focusing energetically on clearing and cutting cords of attachment and even lifting myself from the karmas of past lives, there is this thread that runs through that I am a victim. And it's so ironic because this whole podcast is about stepping into your power, about shedding that victim mentality, about really coming forward out of those stories and into co-creation with the universe. And I just think, I don't know if it's a quote, but something I've heard that you create what you need. And that's what this podcast is. You know, like I still deeply identify with that victim consciousness. And I think it's humbling. It's humbling because I recognize that it can be really hard to disidentify with it. And that other people that I work with that are still caught up in it too, I could recognize myself in that. I think that every single client I've taken on, I recognize a piece of myself. In, and I think that's why people are drawn to me or why certain opportunities present themselves. But yesterday I woke up singing. There's a lot of throat movement going on, I think, about speaking my truth and being more vulnerable in my intimate relationships and just being firm in my power. But I was singing, it gets to be easy. I get to move with ease. It doesn't have to be hard. And there's a part of me that's afraid to say that out loud to the world because I do not want to trigger other people that are going through their own trauma Because I know what it's like to be triggered in my trauma. But I see myself holding back, sharing certain truths because I'm afraid of triggering other people when they're so identified with what they're going through. And I don't want to sound uncompassionate, if that's even a word. Or I don't want to sound like I don't get it. I don't want to sound too harsh 
And I think even just in this culture of being so aware of our traumas and being so trauma informed, which of course is important, but we become trauma identified. And I get nervous even saying that out loud because what will people think if I'm saying that you don't have to identify with some of the hardest things in your life? How could you not identify with them? I still identify with some of mine. But recognizing that, I also recognize but that the, identify, the identification holds me back still. It holds me back a lot. I still get attached to loss that I've experienced. I still get attached to what happened to me as a child. I still get attached to the toxicity that I experienced growing up because we're all raised by imperfect humans in an imperfect society. And I kind of use that as a crutch to not heal. And even saying it still is scary for me because here I am identifying as a space holder, as a healer, as someone who is really here to help you step into your power. But I often have trouble stepping into mine. And uh, it's not even with judgment that I say this. It's not even just like I don't feel any judgment towards myself because, of course, that's what happens. And I don't identify with it like I used to. But I still identify with it. And I think that it's a disservice to not speak that truth out to the world Because I'm done <laughs> with being inauthentic in my expression. I feel like I'm just tired of fixating on what I'm supposed to show up as. Even because of my own limitations that I place on myself like it's scary or I feel nervous showing up as this joyful human being as someone who is so happy with their life and has so much going on because I don't want to trigger someone else who's not having that experience either and I think that even in this beautiful realm of spirituality and self-help you kind of go so far the other way with the spiritual bypassing. So you're like, oh, that's not good. Let's go so far the other way. Identifying the traumas. Identifying the darkness, the shadow work, the inner child healing. But now I think we're fixated on that. And I've recognized that this movement of feeling your feelings. So important. But when 
does feeling our feelings become stuck in our feelings? When does feeling our feelings become attachment to those feelings? I have definitely used feeling my feelings as a way to take myself out of responsibility. That if I am triggered by someone and it really hurt me, I will spend the rest of the day, quote unquote, feeling my feelings instead of letting them move through me and live my life in joy. This is not to say to bypass any of the emotions because that's equally as unhealthy. But it is to say that sometimes, or all the time, feelings are meant to pass through you. Emotions are energy in motion. And I think I've forgotten that because I'm saying that I'm letting myself feel my feelings and then I get fixated on the feeling. A small example is I got upset by a comment and I got upset with it, I would say, probably for like five minutes and that's probably even like overestimating how long I was upset for it. It was like a little bit of a ping hurt. And then I kind of was like, oh, all right. I then decided to hold on to that comment, to the feelings connected to the comment, sort of like this power trip to show that I was in control when I was upset. And then the person was like, are you okay? Are you upset with me? And I was like, no. And to be honest, I wasn't really that upset, but I thought I should be upset by the comment. And it did hit an old trigger, an old wound. But it's something that I didn't really deeply identify with, but I was making myself identify with it because I was like, oh, I should be upset by this comment. And I, tr- I started to carry on like I was upset and the person kind of called me out on it and also reflected that I have made similar comments to them and that was something that I had to acknowledge in myself because it was hypocritical of me and also I don't want to hurt other people by my comments. So I did acknowledge that in the moment. But they also said these are the sort of things that we can speak to each other about. It's safe to speak to each other about this. And that kind of snapped me out of it. But I think about the people who are in partnership that get so angry at their spouse and then they stop talking to them or they, you know, they just drag it on over and over again. But how much joy do you miss out on? Because you're quote unquote feeling your feelings. How much do you miss out on in your life when you're so identified with the feelings that are coming up? 
And I definitely recognize this within myself. And this is something I'm working through right now. And it's funny because I say I'm working through it, but I don't want to fixate on the work either. You know, there's a balance and I'm so... mindful that I want to be living my life not constantly doing this work and recognizing when something comes up in my living of life and seeing what I can do there but I don't need to fixate so much on the healing or fixate so much on the work either because you're missing out on so much life when you do that (laughs) this is just what's been coming up for me and I think that it's something to explore but also just to live and see how it comes up and goes in my life I talk so much about different modalities here and insights and the Akashic Records and I'm really just looking forward to how this is unfolding how this is changing and I would love for you to join me on this beautiful journey so if this resonates with you and you think it would resonate with someone that you love a friend family member whoever please share it with them if you are really loving the podcast then make sure you subscribe so you're alerted whenever an episode comes out and if you love times a million Please rate five stars and leave a review. If you do so and screenshot it to me, you get a special surprise. You can send it to me at Erin Panzarella on Instagram. Follow me there. Or you can email it to me, Erin Panzarella, I mean, Erin at ErinPanzarella.com. And I am just so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you.